0: Greetings from the 7th Level Broadcast Studio. I'm your host, Michael. I'm pulling together a few ideas that I'm calling side notes. It's a chance for me to connect the thoughts that may have escaped me during our main show's discussion. My first objective is an exercise to help me process some of the heady topics that we have covered. My second objective creates the context and presents my background in this narrative. Please enjoy. GMs of all stripes have thought about the idea of creating a game world for their stories. They will consider the type of game that they want to run, and shape their ideas around that. But the first seeds of a gaming world lie in the ideas of starting with a creation story and the mythology that will begin. These first thoughts often start with the same components and explode into universe-shaping events. Yet, no matter how you begin the world that you create needs to share a few common, often relatable, pieces. Now, part of me wants to drag you off into the woods and speak of anthropology and archaeology and mythology in terms that would quickly turn this conversation into a research paper, with little to no entertainment in the gaming hobby. However, I can't simply leave these roots of my own education to the wayside, so instead I'll use a few parts from those fields of study and give you a few items to consider when building your gaming world. Let's start with the simple method of world creation called the creation myth. Cultures around the world have various creation myths that connect to the traditions practiced by the people. With these beginnings, a GM can play with the traditions, cultures, and eventually the religions of the world to map out the setting elements for the players to use. Quickly, let me define those words, tradition, culture, and religion. In the simplest terms, these are the points that a group of people follow to become a civilization that grows beyond its origins. First, the people will develop traditions, which are simple daily practices that can be connected to the cyclical lives of the people in an environment. A sample tradition is celebrating an anniversary, It marks the full rotation of the seasons or calendar year. Cultures is the grouping of traditions by a people that begins to outline the annual practices of the group. In a small village, these might be a string of holidays that help to celebrate or mark the end of a season. These start to separate a group of people from neighboring people to the point that they are foreign to each other. An example would be the rival cultures that exist between the early tribes of men who might fight over the ideas behind the culture's traditions. Religion grows from the culture that has started to spread and proselytize the traditions that their early people established. The spread of the culture into neighboring lands can pull more and more people into the civilization under the original traditions. It also starts to define how each day must be lived and how actions must honor or reflect the aspects of the divine. The divine becomes personified ideas and control how those ideas help their followers. Religions can pull in multiple cultures, but the absorbed traditions start to bend to the original traditions. With that in mind, the creation myths become the origin story for the traditions cultures, and religions. They are the primordial source of the civilizations that will exist in the world you are creating. Many creation myths begin with the personification of celestial bodies like the sun and the moon. They represent the simplest characteristics from a simpler time, the beginning. The broad strokes of ideas like order and chaos, light and dark, or male and female, come together in a struggle that releases creative energies that will birth the entire universe. For example, Tiamat was the feminine entity of primordial energies representing the salt water who consummated with Abzu, the masculine entity of life-giving fresh waters. Their mating created the first generation of deities that would rule over the early civilizations of our world. What does this tell you when you consider the simplistic characteristics that each represents? Can you think of two universal elements that brought your world into being? With Abzu and Tiamat, they show that the world was given life when the two sources of water mixed and created the first beings. Perhaps in your world, a similar pairing gave the world form like fire and ice. It's a fun exercise to start with two ideas and bring them together to form everything. I like to think that with this simple example, you can start to form early pieces of a mythology that tells the story behind the birth of the world. Drawing on the former example, the importance of water rested in the minds of those early people and traditions formed around the importance until the early deities were given worship with sacrifices. Soon, the people would create a civilization that would grow around the constructions built to honor these deities. After that, people would search for an explanation to every aspect of the world through these divine beings, and their myths would expand. There are examples of this in many setting worlds that exist. Creators bring together the simple foci in their setting. Perhaps they want to establish a world that reflects much of our own world by using the philosophies of order and chaos to energize the world and its peoples spiritual philosophies turn into cultural traditions or religions. These matters grow from the seeds of order and chaos until the two conflicting ideals direct the decision of every person in the world. Now, I would like to explain that most games don't need to delve this far into the woods, but it can help with those PCs who like to create the spiritual type characters. These small elements can give them background and foundation in the setting world. You are creating a world that needs to feel real enough to live in. Story elements and hooks can rise from this part of the world. For example, in the Song of Ice and Fire, the conflicts between the Old and New Gods plays a part in the struggle between the North and the South. It holds some to the path that they might not usually travel, and gives them over to the powers of authority most would consider misguided. However, the traditions and ideas behind the old and new are the basic conflict. I would suggest to a GM wanting to establish a broad-stroke ideological conflict that they explore the known mythologies of our own world. The struggles that the early divine characters face can be placed into the dualistic conflicts that drive the energies of the world. I have used the idea that within the legends of the Five Rings, The society is driven by the conflict of honorable and dishonorable actions. Where do the PC's actions fall? Are they exposing themselves to the dishonorable components of the world and pushing the balance towards that side? Are they fighting to keep faith in the honor system that they were trained in? It is a struggle that each must face, but it isn't always a simple answer. It is usually what they believe that follows the tenets of Bushido. When I am considering a story arc in a published or established world, I like to find these little pieces or elements that build the powers behind the scene. Often, they are the motivation or driving energies of the enactors of the story's plot. A strong desire to enact control or order over a large piece of the countryside might come from an individual who wishes to exert control through the philosophy that all people must be brought into the light to purge them from the dark sins of the world. You can create a set of divine entities or deities who embody the traditions of culture, similar to the Roman gods and goddesses. The strong masculine power found in Jupiter finds its way into everyday life of every person living in the Roman Republic and Roman Empire. The highest aristocrat follows the routines of daily life Just as the lowest citizen, honor found in virtuous acts and humility to the divine powers, gave each citizen the focused belief in the city of Rome. As I have stated, my method of creating worlds begins with broad-stroked ideas that create philosophies and traditions that can evolve into religious practices. However, the people who bring these things to life and form a routine ritual in daily life to honor the deities like the leaders of the people are often influenced by the environment where the group lives. Geography establishes the kind of people that will thrive. Weather patterns and seasonal changes play a major part in the evolution of a people. These elements become personified by the people who often sacrifice to win the deities favor. Nothing explains a tradition that a culture follows better than what is most important in the lives based on where they live. Take for example, an agricultural community depends on the life-giving river that floods on a regular and routine basis. The calculation of growing seasons starts to become an attribute of a deity who ensures that the river helps the crops that feed the people and the culture. From this ritual flooding, sacrifices are made to win favor that the river continues to aid the people. It becomes a cycle of life for the culture. So, you may have noticed I didn't keep us out of the woods. The foundation of the world, where your stories will exist, begins with creating its myths, establishing its traditions from the myths, and examining the daily routines of the people who follow those traditions to become the early cultures of the world. Gaming worlds can be created using the world that we live in as an example. Each person lives the different traditions that humans have created, and they carry those traditions with them as a guiding canon to understand the world. I see the practice of creating game worlds as a process that needs a strong foundation. You are welcome to come back to the creation myths and everything that I have covered here, because no way is correct. It is a matter of what works for the individual. I personally use the creation myth as a stepping stone. I don't always finish or set the myths in stone. I like to have a general idea of what started the entire world and how it helps with my stories. If necessary, I can alter some of the details to fit a piece of a current story as creation myths are often without exact details. To me, the world starts with a framework and completes itself as the game is played. I don't believe everything must be hard and fast. But many stories spring from the dueling philosophies of the world's creation conflict. Find the story that you want to tell and share that narrative with your players. This has been a production of 7th Level Bardcast, copyright 2020. Listeners are free to use this episode in any non commercial endeavor, so long as credit is provided to 7th Level Bardcast. You can find links to previous shows, resources, and our social media at 7 Also, through our Discord link on the website, we invite our audience to join us to offer feedback or suggest a topic or for a quick conversation. If you wish to support the show, like, subscribe, and review on your favorite podcatcher. Music provided by J. Jin and E9, So I Am an Islander, Hayden Falker, Scott Buckley, VGM Mark H and ESCP.